0: Welcome to The Nomadic Mindset Season 1. My name is Kevin Cottom, a global nomad and the author of the leadership book The Nomadic Mindset Never Settle for Too Long. Over the season, we will go on a journey to discover what is the nomadic mindset and how you can tap into that. For this, I will be interviewing a diverse group of cross-cultural thought leaders from all walks of life. So let's get on with it. Let's go nomading together. Welcome to The Nomadic Mindset, and if you're tuning in for the first time today, thank you for taking the time to come and explore ideas and thoughts. The world is going through some major challenges with the COVID and the economy in freefall. Yes, this is very obvious to all of us, but what can we get out of this major shift? What can happen, and how can we deal with it? In this episode, The Nomadic Mindset meets the gratitude advocate, Bhavani Periasami, We need some grace and gratitude today more than ever, is what I believe, and I think that's also what Bhavani also believes. Bhavani is a beautiful soul who is on a journey to remind people about the basic human connection and to invoke the sense of mindfulness of everyday actions that is often left unnoticed. Even with all the challenges that we're having, we need to get to the basics. No better time than now for this reminder. Let's welcome Bhavani. Ah, Bavani! it is great to have you on the show today. I'm so grateful.
1: Hi, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me over today.
0: Well, it's wonderful. And because I am grateful that you're here, this is all about gratefulness. Indeed. And I would like to ask you, what, because there's so many different meanings of gratefulness and the thought Mm -hmm. of it what is your interpretation what is your meaning of gratefulness
1: for me gratefulness i think is going back to basic just to be thankful for everything that we have every every single thing that we have right from being able to wake up the body that i have being able to breathe without a machine beside me to even have a toothpaste i mean I've had people saying that I know I'm full of cliches. But but that's, that's about it because I know there are people around in the world who can't even afford toothpaste, proper hygiene, water, clean water, electricity. So yeah, for me, gratefulness is appreciating even back to bare necessities that we have every day.
0: I love the word that you use, appreciating. And this appreciation sometimes is a, a challenge, especially in today's world, right? And we are going into, we are in a, a rather a crisis place today. And so, how important is gratitude, even more so today than perhaps other times?
1: That's a great, great question, Kevin. Because I'm actually deciding to go on a social distancing, literally, where I want to cut off from social media right now. Uh, there's just so much of um people are emotional all over talking about especially in malaysia speaking about the government who's supposed to do what what is supposed to be done or how it should be done just so many comments and so many write ups just just about all these things and when i tell people hey take a break you know let's be grateful for what we have at least we are okay we we have our food stocks at home, we have our family safe and sound and people look at me and they go like, are you for real? We are at war right now and you are talking about being grateful at this time? And I say, yes, because if you can't find something to be grateful for, then what meaning are you giving to everyone around us? Then it's going to be even more gloomier. Someone has to sort of uh, shine that, glimmer of hope and faith i
0: suppose yeah it's a glimmer of of hope isn't it and it's it's true people get wrapped up into all of the cacophony of sounds from and voices from all sorts of press and media and friends and all sorts of things and it really does develop a huge massive mindset that goes on and it builds in the emotions within individuals and This is when I agree with you, we need to step back and look at the bigger picture. How do you do that yourself? I know that you're in lockdown and you're feeling that, (laughs) but how do you help people to step back and look at the bigger picture?
1: There's two things that I try and tell people. One would be to take a time off from social media if you can. As much as it's a lockdown now, that's in abundance, time is in abundance for all of us right now, you don't have traffic jams, you don't need to go anywhere, you are literally at home, and social media seems to be the full-time companion, so I'm just trying to tell people, go easy, spend more time, you know, developing yourself, getting ready, do the things that you have not done, or putting, have been putting it aside, saying that you haven't had the time, and I'm grateful people like, there's so many Audible and all these people have given us 30 days free. There's just so much of references, books, audios in abundance out there to just pick up something and learn something new. So rather than spending more time on social media and being traumatized by it, take a chill pill and you know spend an hour on whether it's Mind Mindvalley or Audible or something. Take, take um, occasional times so. off. And uh, the other thing that I will again Keep saying, every day, find things to be grateful for. your food at home, you have your family safe with you. You you are on a lockdown, but to me, that's a bigger blessing because you're not locked in, in a hospital, but you're locked in home. So that's that's a reminder that I keep telling everyone around me. Be grateful because it could have been worse or you could be the statistics that everyone is showing up right now. Don't be part of the statistics. Be grateful you're not part of the statistics
0: not be part of the statistic in in the calamity which is going on, but part of the statistic, well, I was wondering this when you said that is in the overall, after this is all, you know, finished and gone through is, is don't be part of the statistic of not being grateful ultimately and find something new and being grateful so that you shift and change your mindset and the way you are. So what do you think about that?
1: I, I think at this point it's, something that is not going to be easy for a lot of people to get into that mode because the the reality is it's going to take a while to recover but again it's it's not going to be that situation forever and you got to be optimistic despite knowing that you're going to go downhill first before it's going to go up again i think this is a challenge that even i have to remind myself because Here I am at home. I personally will not know where my next income is going to come in because my projects, my sessions are all being postponed. But I need to also have that hope even within myself to know that these two shall pass and we will get over this. But I can't afford to be gloomy and say, oh no, I'm doomed. I can't afford to be doing that myself.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And it's about being that optimistic. And I met, I was just recently on part of my nomadic mindset research journey in 2020, this 2020 in Namibia. Uh Uh-huh. And I met a young fellow who I find incredibly astute. And he's 27 years old. And his story is, is that at seven years old, he was in a car with his family, his parents, and they, there was an accident. He, they were killed and he survived. And then his family, uh, extended family, would not take him in. And he then was a child of the streets. And so he ended up being on the street until he was 11 years old. And which, you know, he had to eat out of dumpsters. He left, you know, he slept under bridges and all sorts of things. But then somebody picked him up and said, you need to go to school. So he started school at 11 years old with five-year-olds. And of course, he was bullied and all sorts of things. And through a variety of things in his life, he felt incredible gratitude. And he even felt gratitude. He, he told me, he said, you know, even from the dustbin, I felt gratitude because the people that put food in there or leftovers they didn't realize that it was a gratitude for me that it was a gift to me to so that I could continue to survive now when he said that to me I was just blown away I thought how many people would ever think that
1: I am in just our today's society to just listening to you I am at all I'm like can I meet this boy
0: he's now 27 the guy And what has happened now is that he's just graduated from university with honors. And he's now been applying and he's been accepted to a variety of universities in Germany and UK in his master's degree. And he says to me, life is a gift. Never give up. So is this a good, that's probably a very good quote for not only today, but always, isn't it?
1: Yes, because... That that's exactly it. And I think this guy is precisely a classic example of having gratitude in life. I mean here I am comfortable in my room with my air conditioning on and what am I complaining about? I, I should not even be complaining or even being worried because I think I have plenty to have I have plenty to say thank you to and you telling me this guy literally lived in the streets, eating out of dumpsters, and he has something to be grateful for, why not all of us?
0: Exactly. I mean, most people on the streets wouldn't see it as gratitude, but this is a particular, I think, a particularly fine example of of humanity. And there's such love in his heart, in, and which is, after going through so much so much pain and and also i didn't share with you that he tried to commit suicide twice he was almost killed once because he had to walk three for the first two years of university he had to walk three hours every day and so he missed all of his classes but he still ended up with honors and and along the way he almost got killed so because he was robbed and he didn't have anything valuable and so they decided to try and kill him instead so but he's still grateful
1: exactly this is close to bringing me to tears right now. People just have so much to be grateful for and we I'm just generalizing here by saying we we take a lot of things for granted. The things that we have around us the clothes, the bed, you know, the floor to walk on, the shoes, everything we we take everything for granted because it has always been there for us or even if it was not there we have it now and uh, we forget to say thanks to it.
0: Mm, Thanks to that, right? And that's a wonderful thing is to say thanks. Do you think then that this is a particular cultural mindset or do you think it's an individual mindset? What what do you think that can help grow this gratitude that we need to have within us to survive life, period?
1: From my experience, right, I, I really can't, Pinpoint this to culture. This is just my perspective, but I think this is more values at home. I think it's values of an individual more than a culture. Because most cultures do teach us to be thankful and all that things. But I think it takes another level of perspective and understanding to be able to practice it. deeply. Am I making sense?
0: Yes I and mean, I, I yes it's a perspective on life and how you want to see your life I, I I would imagine I mean with my experience of spending time with nomadic cultures in Mongolia and Kenya and Morocco and now Namibia
1: mm-hmm.
0: I have found that this gratitude is actually across the board it is part of, which is in their mindset and is part of what is uh, their life, their everyday existence, saying thank you, being honored, uh, understanding that I have food, uh, that we have family, that we have community, to honor all of those particular aspects. And they have literally nothing. So-
1: Okay, I have to agree with you there, Kevin, because when I speak of culture, I'm just talking about town folks I've not had experience like you do. So, when it comes to that context, yes, I have to agree, you are right. People that you have seen, and I've heard your stories, and I have to agree, yes, you are right. In that sense, yes. The people that you visit, those nomadics and all, I think their emotions when it comes to gratitude is just awesome. It's immense. It's a lot. It's literally a way of living, unlike us, you know, in the town and in the main cities.
0: Yeah, so, you know, which, which brings to then how do we create this mindset, you know, within the everyday big cities that we all live within? Because if we don't do that, we really are on a downhill battle. And I don't mean to be pessimistic about it, but, you know, this is a time I feel that we have to, Reflect on this and not become me, 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 my problem. It's about all of us. It's a, it's about everyone, community coming together. So what are you seeing and what are you experiencing in that?
1: Let me just give you examples. We, you know, the term mindfulness is catching up in the corporate world. We have a lot of health-related mindfulness, mental-related programs, trainings that's taking place. But from my observation it doesn't last long and that's what that worries me. Because when the day catches up and people tend to forget to take that five minutes for themselves to just reflect, contemplate, take a breather, breathe deeply. And and that that's another thing I, I sometimes just casually ask people, When was the last time you took, you know, a deep breath, a good deep breath? they look at me like I've got two horns or something. But yeah, it's worrying and I can remind people, but how many people can I reach in a day who will be continuously doing this to say thank you, to take a moment for themselves, to just take that deep breath and just experience life and just have that, you know, being grounded. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I guess what bothers me in many respects is that I read an article today with regards to corporations, and it was an interesting article by McKinsey. Now, McKinsey is really focused on organizations, and what I found rather strange about it was that it was a conversation or what organizations need to do, but there was not one word about humanity or people. In this article, it was all about the economy, about what you need to do, the health of your, your organization. So maybe underlying they're talking about that, but not really. They're talking about the financials. Okay. So I was quite upset by that. So I'm not sure if there's going to be a lot of change in particular, but it's this is a time of forcing change. And when we look at the rhetoric coming from a variety of different political individuals, we don't see them making a big shift, but it's all about economy, money, you know, people are giving, you know, this sort of the sideline. So I, I I don't want to be pessimistic because I believe that there will be a shift and there has to be a shift. So it's people like us that can help that. So what are your thoughts?
1: I definitely am not going to quit. I'm still going to advocate the gratitude as much as I can and... No matter what people say that is full of cliché, that's not going to stop me. I I suppose we all, you know, Mother Teresa has this saying, we may not be able to do great things. We can do small things with love, something like that. So I guess we just don't stop. We keep doing. And I'm very hopeful that if we keep doing it, we will have planted or influenced other little ambassadors who's going to continue, is going to have a group of following who will start doing it. Mm-hmm. So I guess for me, is I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to continue speaking about gratitude. Even if people get fed up with me, I'm just going to speak it out. Nothing's going to stop me. Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess if we can ask the people that even are listening to this on gratitude is, you know, to express and to write to people and to share and even share with the show and with us as to what are you grateful for and how are you promoting gratefulness within not only your life, but your community, your direct reports in on organizations, the organization. How are you helping gratitude? So I think that it's an appeal in many ways to start looking inwardly.
1: Yes, I do. And and to me, gratitude is... Um and this is all something that I always remind the people around me, my friends, my family take the time to say thank you to people because people need to know that they are appreciated, that they are validated. Because a lot of times I hear even my friends say, Hey, why say thanks? We are friends. And I said, The more, that's the more reason why I want you to know that I really appreciate what you've done for me. Because we can't take friendship for granted and say, he or she is my friend, they should know I'm thankful to them. No, say it. Just say, hey, thank you so much. Because of you, I got this done. Because of you, this has helped me a lot. Because everything that happens to us, there's always a somebody behind it. You get a cup of coffee. The coffee just doesn't come to you. Someone obviously paid for it. So say thank you to the person who actually got you the coffee. So you are being grateful for the cup of coffee and to the person who gave it to you. See, you get the promotions, you get this, you get that. You get a lucky draw. Whatever it is that you get from the universe, there is, yes, there's that mystical power that's at work, but there's also a human being behind all those things. So say say the thank you to people. And the more people feel appreciated, I can bet you in most cases, they will continue to do the
0: same. I I totally agree with you. And saying thank you is really very vital. And there was, I want to share with you something which I think is also very appropriate for all of us, and especially in this, is when you say thank you, is the Bushmen, which are the oldest in the original tribes of Africa, in South Africa, in the Kalahari, and maybe ranging back 200,000 years. And they have a word for thank you. And I love it. it. They told me and I went, oh, my God, it's so fantastic. It's beautiful. They say, me, we, ah, which means if I say thank you, or if uh-huh. all of us say thank you, it's me, we, e. Now, if you break that down, me as in I, we as in all of us. So the way you might interpret it is, is I am part of the we. And so we are all as one, we must say thank you and the gratefulness to that. So, I thought it was a beautiful way to say thank you.
1: Yeah, that's just so beautiful. The I, the we, oh gosh, I, I must go and read this up. Thank you, yeah. thank you for bringing that I can't attention. say it with the click
0: because they do all the clicking, but oh. it's a, there's no click in me, we are, but there is, if you say it longer. <laughs>
1: Ah, so that's going to be my reading after this.
0: Well, that's wonderful. It's so. So I think that I, I want to also ask you this question, which sort of propped up when you were talking about thank you, and that is, I would imagine its presence being in the present moment that is also linked to this gratitude. Would you say so?
1: Oh yes, would so? I would say so because how do I put this into words? Because sometimes, and I I sometimes catch myself doing this as well, I get so caught up with the day-to-day, the meetings, the appointments, the sessions, the clients, and then I suddenly realize that I have been on the go and that mindset of appreciation and gratitude has taken a, a step back. I was so caught up with the rush of things. But when I... Take a moment to be in the moment, I feel much calm because before that I was rushing. And again, I am, I must say, and be honest to say that I'm not 100% gratitude all the time. I get caught up with it. But I remind myself to take a moment and say, you know what, Bawani, whatever happens, it's okay. Say thank you for where we are right now. And then, go to what i'm supposed to do next i i have to admit i'm not into gratitude 100% of the time because i get caught up with things the schedules the time yeah so that's that's why i try to remind myself as much as i can to be in the moment practice mindfulness and and just appreciate being alive
0: hmm. you you say being You get caught up in it, and so, and then you remind yourself. You use the word "remind." So, what does that trigger for you?
1: Ah, I have it on my phone. So, my most of my phone, my laptop, everything has "thank you" on it. My bookmarks. So, I kind of have "thank you" everywhere. So, when I see the screen of my phone, "thank you." So, that's that's a reminder. When I open my laptop, that's "thank you" everywhere. So I I purposely make sure that I have uh, bookmarks when I read and all this I have thank you everywhere where I can see them.
0: So putting little reminders up around us, right? I guess in offices you could have these reminders and people at their desks or on their phones or you know practical things to help them stay present and go "Hmm, say thank you.
1: When I really started going into this journey of advocating gratitude, many many years ago. It was not easy because life happens. So I knew that I can't give excuses. And if I really wanted to get into this journey of advocating gratitude, I need to live by it. I can't speak about it but not do it. So that's when consciously I sort of remind myself. So when I get up, I try to do my gratitude for a couple of minutes before I even start the day. And before I sleep, that's that's a reminder, wow, well, what are the things that I'm grateful for today? Who are the people I'm grateful for today? So doing it morning and night, it's sort of there in my mind. But I do get caught up with life. So I need to remind myself to get back to that being.
0: Yeah, that uh, getting caught up in life. We're all getting caught up in life, and yeah. that's true. I mean, uh, I personally also have that practice at night before I go to sleep. I put my hand, one of my hand, both of my hands on my heart, and I say what well, my gratitude for the day. And before I'm finished, almost I'm asleep, and it just makes me very comfortable and calm. So I will practice again, also with my meditation in the morning. What you say to do gratitude in yes. the morning as well for what is coming forward.
1: Kevin, I so love what you said, and um, I actually wanted to bring it up maybe before we ended, But that's the thing. When you put your hands on your heart and you literally feel your heart beating, I think that's the biggest gratitude you can have. being able to breathe, that that itself is gift of life, and be, you know your heart is beating on its own without the help of anyone or anything. What more can you ask for? there are people who actually struggle to have their heart pumping on its own they need help but here we are our heart all belonging to us pumping on its own i think that's that's the biggest gift of life to to be able to breathe in to feel it beating against your the palm of your hand i think that's something so precious
0: wow and i think that's probably the a wonderful way to end this uh, beautiful session with you on gratitude is to put your hand on the heart, feel that, breathe in to that. Isn't it so true? I mean, I, I love that when you. I you I, I picked
1: it up from Tony Robbins. So ever since I heard Tony Robbins say that, I I knew that this is something that I have to do every day because I I have asthma, so I know how it feels to be breathless and have difficulty in breathing. So I. Can say I totally understand what it means not being able to breathe. So it it has a deeper meaning for me that I can breathe on my own.
0: The breathing, you know, yep. the other way of doing that, and as it's a it's a greeting, you know, that is often done here in Asia is, and I think it's mainly done in a lot with uh, the Muslim cultures is putting their hand on the There's heart on to the greet heart. you. Yep. And that's the most beautiful thing. And, you know, I have to say that when I've done that and gone back to Canada, I continue to do that. And I see people stare at me and as I put my hand on my heart. And I think, am I doing the wrong thing? Because I've now come from a cultural place where this is is a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. But I I mentioned it to a few people and they said, no, 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 it's okay to do that because it's very beautiful. And... It has a deeper meaning, as you, as you say. It's yes, not only it the breathing, but it's, it's we breathing to you. It's greeting you. It's, it's a gratitude.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And I want to thank you very much, Bhavani, for your wonderful wisdom and your thoughts. And if there's one last thing that you would like to share with our audience, what would that be, And especially in times of today, or even not in times of today, but just in general? What is that one thing?
1: Well, if you ask me, the one thing that I would say is no matter where you are or in what situation you are in, because right now, while we're doing this recording, is we are at this COVID-19 pandemic that's going around. And in Malaysia right now, we are on a restricted movement. It may look gloomy. It may look traumatic, not knowing what's going to come. But you still have a lot of things to be grateful for. Focus on that rather than what could possibly happen or what is going wrong. Because worrying about what is going to go wrong is not going to help you. But if you spend your time being grateful, that's going to help you. So why not do something that's a bit more beneficial than worry about something that's not going to help you at all?
0: beautiful that's, that's fantastic that's my last thoughts yep thank you so much Bhavani it's been wonderful I'm incredibly grateful to have been in the presence of you for these moments
1: thank you Kevin thank you thank you so much for having me
0: you've been listening to the nomadic mindset season one my name is Kevin Cottom and I invite you to find out more about the nomadic mindset at thenomadicmindset.com. until next time Make it a point to go nomading and start discovering your nomadic mindset.